This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Good evening, Vishus, Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi In my position as Menahel, as well as the other principals who I've been in touch with lately, we know good and well and experience daily interactions with parents that give us tremendous chizuk, how parents view their responsibility of chinuch habonim v'abonis. And it's no surprise that we have so many who've taken from their precious time to be here, to learn, to grow, how we understand that Chinuch Habonim is our act of Avodis Hashem, and we're, Baruch Hashem, happy to be able to present this evening the Rosh Hashiva, who, through the lens of who he is, a tremendous Adam Choshev, or Shashiva, and through the lens of the Torah, he's Bar Hashem, a seasoned and sought after uh, for advice and chinuch. And without any further delay, I'd like to introduce the Rosh Hashiva. Baruch Hashem, I've had occasion many times to be in the area for different reasons, and uh, Baruch Hashem, it's a tzibur that's growing, and it's a wonderful Torah tzibur, and you have a lot of connections with different people, and it should keep going, Mechayel Chalbaz Hashem. When I don't, I don't like sounding like an old man, but when I was growing up, so the, um, the important things that parents wanted for their children, from their children, was first and foremost scholastic excellence, uh, which includes SATs, different scholarships, getting to different universities. Um, making it on the football team and basketball team was also a close second. Maybe some people was a first. Lamuda Kaidish, I would say for the vast majority of the parents, was either didn't make it on the list or was an afterthought. Um, I don't want to sound cynical, but when I was growing up, um, knowing how to sit in a shul and maybe sing Anam's Miras for the Omid was basically the Shleimus Adam in Ruchnius. And Baruch Hashem, we've gone a long, long way. Baruch Hashem. I still remember I was a very shy kid. And my, my father was a Yidah, ben, ben Yeshiva, ben Tari, been in Europe. He was the Shamas of the Shul. And when we would come upstairs from the junior congregation to do Anamis Miras, I, I, I wouldn't do it because I was embarrassed. I didn't sing well and so on. And the Gabbai was extremely annoyed with me and my father. And he told my father, Ben Sian, how your son going to be a rabbi if he don't do the Anamis Miras? That was, um, that was not long ago. Not that old. Not long ago. Baruch Hashem, we're in a very different place. But we're in a different place in terms of what it is that we would like our children to excel in. It's not that we negate um, that the person be successful upon us, whatever, but we have Musagim and we very much would like real accomplishment learning. Most of us have Yeshiva background or at least Nope, are, are in that milieu, and, and we understand that. And therefore, we want for our children, and Baruch Hashem, it's a tremendous change. There's a problem, and I think we, we take the lens of looking at success in the world of Gashmias, in the Chitzanistika in the, in the, in the, in the world, and we apply that. So it used to be, I want my kid to get into Harvard, um, and now I want him to get into Brisk. I want him to be a famous lawyer doctor. 
I want to be a famous Rosh Hashiva, and so on. So we've taken the same kalim, the same structure of success, and moved into the Ruchnistic world. And we say, Baruch Hashem, at least we're, we're, we're out for Ruchnius, and that's what we want. But there's a, there's a, there's a very, very, there's a real flaw in this, and it creates a lot of problems. And I'd like to speak about it. It creates problems um, parents and children in school, a lot of different ways. And I want to try to discuss a little bit um, what would be the Torah perspective, and then we'll be able to understand why sometimes the way we do things and the way we treat things um, tend to distort things and, and make situations difficult. We'll start with a Mishnah. Mishnah is in Pirkei Ovis, Mishnah that everybody knows. It's in the fourth Perik. Ben Zayma Oime, Ezu Chacham Aloimikol Adam, Shenem Komlam Yiskalti, Ezu Gibor Akaris Yitzroy, Ezu Asher Hasameach Bechalkoi, Shenema Yegir Kapayim Kisoychel Ashrech Vetevlach. So Benzoma gives us four counterintuitive definitions. I want to focus on the third one. He says, who is an usher? To be honest, it sounds like a consolation prize. Um, any thoughtful, intelligent mentor, counselor, if you look at somebody who's a neb, and he's neb, you know, he's not successful, he's not. So what do you do? You put your arm uh, around his shoulder and you say, be happy what you have. People in Africa are starving. People in Asia are dying. And that's, the, that's about it. It doesn't sound like it's a terribly uh, invigorating, comforting message. It's okay. But less prayer, it's, it's a sort of a, a nichum of sorts. Then he says, shenema. What's the Tolholm Hub about? I mean, we're talking about Ashiras. So, Chacham, it says, the Gibor is This is the first place, of, it's the only one of the four, that has an Olam Haba component to it. Wealth of all the things of all the chachma a person could imagine is 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 in is somehow trans transits to olam haba. But what is what does ashiras have to do with it? So let's understand a little bit the Mishnah. I'm going to explain it in a way. Basically, it's the Maral's explanation. I'm I'm paraphrasing it. I'm I'm saying it differently. But the point that he makes. Is uh, I think uh, is the way he understands it. Um, there's one more place where we have this Ashecha b'Tayvacha in in Olam Haba. It says Godl Mashenema Yegi Kapayim. It is greater that which is described as the Yegi Kapayim than Yirei Shemayim. Yirei Shemayim it says Ashrei. Just Ashrei, which means Olam Hazer. Yikika Payim is Ashrecha Betoyvlecha, Ashrecha Olam Hazer, Olam Haba. That's a Gemara in Brachis, and it is even stranger than the Mishnah. I mean, first of all, where's Yikis Kapayim and Yerei Shemayim? Where are they coming at, 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 where are they being compared? It's two different things. And you tell me Yigika Payim is better off than somebody who is Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim gets Olam Hazer, he gets Olam Haba. It's very, very difficult to understand. So I'd like to um, to describe the 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 way in which the morale explains it, and it'll help us understand a whole new idea of. What's the purpose of, 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 of what's our purpose in this world and so on? The morale says the first point of it, the first point that he says is the Mishnah, Benzoma's descriptions, who is wealthy, who is smart, who is this, 
is there to describe the difference between um, things that are part of the essence to things that are part of the periphery of a person. For instance, a smart person, let's say somebody has an extraordinary good memory and just kind of sucks up stuff, things that's laying around, remembers so on, would you call him a chacham or not? Um, and so on. A gibber, somebody who happens to have big muscles, the Mishnah is trying to show us the difference between things that are really part and parcel of the person to things that are just incidental. It's like I'm walking by and something got stuck to me. I, I happen to read something, good memory, and I remember it. He, he explains all the different elements of the mission like that, that the Mishnah is there to, to teach us what's the difference between things that are the person himself to things that are just collected. It, uh, the person collected them but didn't become part of himself. Of the four items here, Chacham, Gibar, Nechubet, Ashir is the hardest one to understand what it means that it's the person himself. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent us into this world to acquire something that we didn't have before. If there's nothing for us to do here, then why were we sent here? So a person is sent to this world to acquire things. And that's why the desire for acquisition and having things is such a fundamental driver of a person. A person who's starving desperately tries to find bread. Once the person has bread to eat, the next drive is possessions. And it's not only because I want to use them. It has nothing to do with the pleasantness of using it. Its possession itself makes me feel good, important, accomplished. I have what to show. We, we, we use this expression all the time. I've worked at this job for 50 years, and I have nothing to show for it. Or, Baruch Hashem, I have what to show for it. I have a house, I have a this, a that, the other thing, and so on. So the drive for acquisition, which Ashiras is the, is the, is the um, example of it, is something that's core to a person. But since it's core to a person, it also is the most easiest, it most easily abused. For instance, if I come into this world without anything, every single human being comes into this world anything, and on my first birthday I win a lottery ticket, the big one, the, the billion dollar one. So I have a lot, but do I really, really feel ownership? Um, the Gemara tells us a fascinating rule regarding people's preferences, real preferences. <clears throat> if I, somebody asks me to, um, to, to watch on his behalf, he's going on a trip, he's got a storehouse full of fruits and vegetables, his, his, his personal pantry, and, uh, and he asks me to watch and make sure that nothing happens to it. I notice that it's beginning to rot. So common sense says, sell it, hold the money, and when he comes back, he'll take the money and he'll buy himself some other apples and oranges. Dalach is, I don't want to go into Dalach detail, but it's very possible, according to some opinions, that I need to keep it until it's almost completely gone before I sell it. And it's based on an evaluation that Adam wrote, a person would rather have one measure that's his than nine that's somebody else's. In other words, that which I produced in, in, in myself is extremely precious to me. And 
unless it's a total loss, I'd rather have that than much of someone else. This is an evaluation of a core human trait. And this is, um, and this is based on the following Pasik. It's not the Gemara doesn't mean the Pasik, but this is where it's going on. If a person eats the work of his own hands, things that a person has accomplished, that's precious to a person. And the reason is because something that comes from outside is not mine. So I don't feel really, I don't identify with it. I do in a technical way. But something that I worked very hard on and I produced it, what I did was I brought out a part of myself. And this is one of the reasons why people who are craftsmen value what they're doing a lot more than the money it could make. We tell a person you could have a big enterprise and produce a thousand of these widgets, make a lot more money. And if a person is a real craftsman, say, you know what, I'd rather carve out the pieces one by one and in the end make less. But I feel I produce something. It's because you produced yourself. It's, it's you that you've brought out into realization. So Yegir Kapecha Kisochal is you, you, when you work hard for something, it's not the thing you acquired. It's the self that has come to fruition and has become a, 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 a thing. It's, you've given birth to something of yourself. It's one of the reasons why we have men and women here. A mother bonds with a child much more quickly than a father does. Because for a mother, when a child is born, it's, it's a piece of self. A father, it's a realization because physically it hasn't been his self. It's, it's, it's a realization that comes with time. But a woman, since this was part of her body, this is self. And realization of self is you and the same as you. That is what the Mishnah teaches me about Ashira's wealth and acquisition. Let's now begin to think a little bit along the lines of Ruchnius. It is true that the best thing a person can have and possess is Ruchnius. But the rule of Yegiyas Kapecha applies to that as well, and maybe much more strongly so. And let's demonstrate it. Let's, let's think about it. You have somebody who has a very good memory. They learn it through Temblat Gemara um, two, three times. They know it fairly well, or well, depending you know, on, 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 on the person's abilities. That's one person. Another person had to work very hard and maybe has two or three blood that they know. Different abilities. Who do you think has a stronger connection with what they learned? I assure you, the second one. Who do you think feels much better about it? Who do you think feels more accomplished? Second one. And soon we'll ask about what does Hashem think? We'll get that in a minute. But I'd like to focus on the person. And the answer is again and again, So when we're dealing with things that are mundane, they're not ruchnius. So, yes, a person who has a car, it's much more comfortable than he has to walk. A person who has a bigger house, it's more comfortable. So those items we can talk about having um, in an objective sense, even if I didn't, even if it wasn't my sweat, it was just a lucky break, I still have something. And that's why when we're dealing 
in, let's say, academic studies, business, things like that, the, 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 the idea of being Sameach Bechelko may not play out all that well. The other person's life is still more comfortable than my life, or at least I think so. But when it comes to Ruchnius and asking ourselves, when does a person feel great achievement? The answer is Yegir Kapayim Kisochal. I want to add to it, and again, the, 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 the morale hints at this, I'm paraphrasing it a lot. Why Yegir Kapayim is in Olam Haba better than Yerei Hashem? And the point is, in Olam Haza, we can have things that are not essentially us. I can possess things that came to me. Olam Haba is the true image of the person. And unless it's essentially me, unless it's my Yigiyaz Kapayim, it doesn't have a place there. Yes, HaKadosh Baruch gives a schar for everything and, he, and, and, and it's wonderful and great. But the sense, Olam Haba is the Olam HaEmes. And the things that were sweated and worked for, where it's a piece of me that came out, that is the only thing that really exists in Malam Haba. So let's talk a little bit about this in, 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 in our world. A school is a place that teaches many children. Accountability is given by tests. And we do want to be able to tell a person, do you know one blot, five blot, hundred blot? That's uh, an objective if, if measuring rod. That it's, it's, an, it, it, it's, it's, it's objective. You know, there were people who want to have no, no grades in, in, in Lemurde Kodesh. There's been such a movement. But then you ask yourself in general studies, you do have grades. So, so that, that will take away totally from it. In general studies, nobody would want to go to a doctor that never got any grades on his test. We do recognize that there are certain um, objective criteria. If I want this person to pass Kashaila, I need to see if he knows your day or not. For many activities, we need to have um, objective criteria. And the only way to do it is through a test that does not distinguish between how much effort you put in, how hard it was, what you had to face, and so on and so forth. That's one type of approach, and it's needed. But when we're talking about the feedback to a child or a Talmud about how they are and who they are, and where they're holding and their accomplishments, our feedback should be for things that are real. And a child that comes home with a 60 on a test, but that 60 he had to work and sweat for, we need to say, well, I really appreciate it. I know it wasn't easy. I saw how much you worked. And you know 60% of the material. 60% of a mesechta is something. On the other hand, a child who's absolutely brilliant and basically spent all of 10 minutes preparing, and they got a 90. We need to say, it's nice to know 90%, but do you really feel, this? did you work up a sweat? Did you really, really, honestly, looking at yourself, do you feel you're a better person for it? And so on. In a, and, and this is one of the areas where the close working of a school together with parents is vital. It's very hard. A school is, is, is an enterprise. It has many students. It, it needs to provide objective metrics. It needs to give each student a sense of confidence and worth and respect. But primarily, that's going to come at home because the parent knows how strongly the child worked. 
I want to share many, many years ago. Um, this is from the first years yeshiva was in the, in the, in the mid-90s. Um, a boy came to the yeshiva, a, a new boy, you know, one of new bachrim. Rev. Enema Zechon Evracha was the Rosh Yeshiva at the time, and he gave the Faharis. Rev. Enema was an old Telzer and demanded people know really well and almost always was very unhappy with the results of people's tests. In the yeshiva, out of yeshiva, you know, old school, uh, and, but, but demanding that people know. One boy came um, who, by all by all objective measures, had considerably weaker abilities than the average. And he aced his Bechin Subis. And Ravena was like astounded. And he asked him, you're the first Bacha that really knows his stuff. What's his secret? The boy was an extremely honest, emis person. And he said, Rebbe, I don't have an easy time learning it. And I'm petrified of forgetting, because it's not easy for me to relearn. So I really, really learn it well, so that I know it well. And he did. Now, it's, I'm not talking about, so the test of how well he knew Pesub is one thing. But the, the person and who he is, he's today a Rebbe in, in a school, and yeshiva someplace, and, and, um, but, but the measure of the person is incredible. If we value a child when he's honest, I had a cousin in Eretz Yisrael. He was a distant cousin, and he was born, I think it's a cerebral palsy or something. He, he limped on a foot. He had some, he had some challenges like, physically, and when he was 19, he was crossing the street, bus, uh, and a bus killed him. He was, he, he, he was an accident, and that was it. At his Leviah, so I, I didn't know much, I, mean, I met the kid a few times, but at the Leviah, one of the Rebbeim spoke, and he said that he, he, he gave a test. This was, I guess, a typical scene. He gave a test, and he, he walked around looking to see... And he saw that, that this boy had left over one of the questions um, unanswered. So he told him, you know, Yisrael, his name was Yisrael's Ghani It's a three-part test. Um, you can answer one or two parts. You'll get, extra, you'll get credit, partial credit. He said, Rebbe, I, I don't like to fool myself. If I don't know it, I don't know it. I want to honestly know what I don't know. I don't want to drain a cup. That is emis. And if a child would feel from us, and it's very hard. I'm a parent also. We all want the easy nachas, the, the, the hundred on the test, the this, the that, the other thing. But the emiss that we can give our kids is, is the emiss where we appreciate what's real and what's true. We say, yes, you could have drained a little bit and gotten a higher grade, but you are honest with yourself. And this is, you, 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 you came forth and admitted to doing something wrong instead of playing a game. That's something that's worthy. And, and it, 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 I've seen over the years in Kinnah, I can tell the people that are honest, even if they did this wrong, that wrong, the other wrong, they'll, they'll get there. The people that are playing games won't. But we have to be able to give that message. And, 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 and therefore, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. A, 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 out of 100 boys... 50 will be above average, 50 will be below average. That's what averages are all about. To, to, we don't erasing reality. We don't erase reality. 50% of people in community making more than the average, and 50% make less than the average. That's reality. And, and I have to be able to face it, and so on. Across the board, everything is distributed. Nothing the equal doesn't exist anywhere. 
a person has to appreciate himself or herself and be able to say, I need to be 100% of what I am. I want to read a, um, a stifler. A stifler writes in Hayolam. Hayolam was a small sefer that, that he wrote that, um, about different hashkaf and yon. Omru chazal b'mseh sabedah zarah. Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu ba betrunya imbriyaisim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not demand things of us that are not fair. Ve'ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu doirish me'odam yoisim yecholto. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not demand of a person more than his abilities. This is all the type now. And the Talmud whose abilities are lesser, is difficult, the learning. Who worked hard and learned as much as he can, has done what he's supposed to do. And he's as precious to Yibayin Shalom as a big Goyen that learned in his abilities. Whether a person brings a lot or little, as long as he's focused on doing what's right, it's the same. He says, and in one way, He's even more precious than the very smart person. Kilagaba Balkishan, the one has natural learning abilities. He enjoys it. It's anything that we're good at, we tend to enjoy. A person that music ability comes like this, so he enjoys music. For the other person, the one that, that has lesser abilities in learning, it's hard. So the person's measure of greatness in Torah is the measure of how much of self is being realized in his learning. Our children's first and foremost impression of themselves is from us parents. If he feels we're proud, then they're proud. And if he feels we're disappointed, they're disappointed. Second is rebellion and school. But we parents are the ones that provide that type of uh, feedback. It's fascinating. My Rebbe in the mirror was Reb Nachum was an extraordinary genius, one of the great, great Rashivas that generation, uh, and I don't have to speak about Marebi. And one of the things that he was very open to was to speak and learning with Bachram. You could come over any time, there were lines speaking to him, he would listen patiently, he would chat very quickly, and he would give feedback. Sometimes the feedback was strong, negatively, and sometimes, many times, most times, was I positive. Over the years, I noticed a pattern. He didn't usually give the feedback based on an objective evaluation of what you said. He very much was sensitive to how much effort did a person put in. Now, he didn't see the person in learning, but he could tell if something was like this, you know, kind of just floated in, sloppy. If someone came over, and especially if the person was bright, and he spoke, and he gave an indication of kind of sloppy um, type of, you know, haplop, he would get it. And if somebody showed that it worked hard, and even if the person was not particularly good, and the thing he said wasn't fantastic, he would say, well, I see that you're, trying to dr- you're driving at this point, and it would help the boy bring out the point he's trying to bring out. This was constant. 
Um, it, it's very interesting, there's an expression in Yiddish that in some circles it was considered a compliment. In Yiddish is called a leichtekop, meaning he, he picks up things very easily. In the mirror, it was derogatory. It meant he picks up things very easily. He, he doesn't sweat. So even if he's brilliant, if you pick up things easily, they don't really, they're not thought through well. It's sloppy. So this is the measure. We, as parents, are the first station. And therefore, when a child um, comes back with a test and a grade, the first thing we should ask ourselves is, how much effort did he put in? How well did it go? Now, even, let's say it's a child that their problem is sitting in one place and, and working on something. So it, it, it's very easy to say, if you would have sat an hour and studied, you would have done much better. But for him, sitting an hour is, 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 like, for, is like for us sitting a day. Different people are different. If that's the truth, I can say, you know, you, the, the 10, 15 minutes that you really put in really, really served you well. You knew this, you knew this. Whatever it is, our perspective needs to be the perspective of where did you bring yourself out and where did you just pick up stuff? Across the board, that should be our attitude. It takes a lot of personal development to be there. We're, we're all humans. We, 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 we like things. And Baruch Hashem, we're at least Ruchnis and we, we like the fact that they did well on tests and, 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 and in learning and they're smart and they're going to this yeshiva and that yeshiva. But at the end of the day, um, the real measure of a person is this. One more point I'd like to make um, in line that I think of, 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 we, um, because we tend to pick up the language of the world around us, and Baruch Hashem, we translate it. We have art school so we translate it onto Torah. But the language is the same. Person with great vision, accomplishing great things, and do great things for the world, and, and change the world. V'chulo, v'chulo, v'chulo. So it used to be um, to, 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 to invent a cure for something. Today it's to become a bigger shiva and spread Torah. V'chulo, v'chulo. There's a shmuz from Yerucham. It's a little bit late. I'm, I'm not. I'll be mekatsel. Yerucham has a shmuz. Um, it's 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 a theme of his. It expresses it in different places, but it, it, the, the expression itself is in one shmuz special, especially, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the background of it. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that says that you know, somebody tried to compare himself to the Avais, and the Pasik, and the Gemara interprets the Pasik as, you know, as knocking this person. How, how dare you compare yourself to the Avais? The Avais was so much more chashev than you. And it gives many reasons why and it focuses on the hardships of the others. And it says, it doesn't say the phrase quite very Ruchim brings, Ruchim is condensing two phrases. Kisusim harotsim bebitze hamayim. Like horses running a race in a swamp. So when, when you want to see a horse racing and you want to see him at his best and you want to see him you know, at his, at his in, 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 in class and doing it really well and in a way that's magnificent, you pick a surface that's hard exactly the way it should be, and they run. A horse going into a pizza, into a mud, into a swamp, is the most ungraceful sight you could see. You fall in, you work hard to pull yourself out, you splatter with mud, you, you take a few steps, you pull back in again and again and again. And yet, it, the Pasuk, the way the Gemara interprets it, finds that the ultimate beauty of the Avis, we're, we're learning now the Pasuk of the Avis. The Avis didn't accomplish great things in their days. Every single Pasha is the problems. Again and again and again. Because Yaakov Leishe Yaakov was the, he was the perfect Av, and every other day there was a problem. Yosef, the Shvatim, the, 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 the Esav, 
Lavan, it's going down to Mitzrayim again and again and again. There was none of this, you know, shoot out of the starting gate and never pause and look behind. That's the exact opposite of the story of the office. And yet, Akarish Baruch Hu finds the beauty in that. The beauty in life is not how well things went, but how well we did with difficult situations. And everyone has their own situations. And the problem is, when, when you struggle to keep your head above water, so you feel you survived, but survival and thriving are the opposite for us. But it's not. Kisusim erotzen lefanei bitzayamayim. Akadosh says, "Look, they worked and worked and worked, and never gave up. Splattered with mud, sinking in again and again, they just kept at it. It's a very different perspective than 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 the perspective we pick of the world around us. The world around us can't understand it." But when we give that over to a child, we, we all want the best for our children. And paving the road so that it be absolutely smooth is what we do in desperation. But understanding, so of course we try to do our best for our children. And that's right. But no matter what, that a child understand that his measure of success will be by how well they dealt with situations that were difficult. And there's no clear victory. And maybe even sometimes situations where things didn't go well, but you knew how to deal with it. It's not a bidi evet. It's not that it shouldn't happen, but if it happened. If, if my of a similar bonum, if the others showed the way for us, then this is what it is. So it's it's extremely, extremely difficult because it requires changing things that are almost basic to us, or they seem basic to us. Baruch Hashem, we do so much, we sacrifice so much um, that our children grow in Darkeya Torah Vavoda. Um, I don't know what tuition is here, but I'm sure it's a lot more than most people have an easy time paying. And we do it. We do it. The hours are long. It, it, the investment that we as parents make in our children is extraordinary. And we need to, we need to feel good about it. Baruch Hashem. What Nita said, what we're trying to bring out Ruchnius, it's not only the question that I wanted to be a great mathematician or, 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 or a great Shashit. It's a whole different understanding. The mundane world prizes possession. We prize, we prize realizing yourself. And therefore, A, it means that 100 children in a class of 100 can be extremely matzliach. The, 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 the test scores will range from 20 to 100 plus extra credit. But the 20 is 100% of the person, and hopefully the 120 is 100% of the person. That's where everyone can succeed. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created each one of us to bring ourselves out. And it's a personal measure. It takes for ourselves as adults to come to grips with that. It takes a lot of chachma and patience to be able to exude that in a way where our children instinctively feel it, that honesty, hard work, realization of self is what it's all about and the objective grade is simply a measure vis-a-vis my ability that's all it is and the final mark is 100% of effort or less and the understanding that we won't succeed in life by paving the road and getting rid of the mud we will succeed in life Be'ez Hashem by understanding the beauty of a person, of, of somebody who is a child of the others, is that we keep going. We know how to pull our feet out of the mud. We know how to go weiter. We know how to keep moving despite everything that's slipping around. And that's the ultimate beauty in Akash Baruch's eyes. 
Ashrecha v'toivloch. Yegiyah kapecha kisoichol. If you realize it's not the fruit that you're eating that makes it so tasty, but it's the sweat that you're tasting that makes it so good. Ashrecha, it's olam hazeh. V'toivloch olam haba, because olam haba is all about the person, the etzim, the person who he is essentially, and that's where it becomes realized fully. Be'ez Hashem, we should be matzliach, and, and give over that to our children, Be'ez Hashem. Yeah. Anyone any questions? Okay, if you could introduce yourself, sorry. What's your name? Sure, Romy Borbach. It's the Roshiro that provides some practical examples on how we should guide our children in this way. First of all, I think even speaking about this, speaking about the idea that, you know, everyone, the, the real mark of a person, like someone like the Stiper writes here and there are many other Mikolos, the real mark of a person, because gave us the brains. So if I know a lot of Gemara only because I have great brains, then, then where's me? That Kodesh takes back. It's like somebody, imagine I have a multi-million dollar business and because somebody lent me $10 million. So where's my share? So even though there's millions of things happening, but that's, someone, that's the investor's money. Where's my money? It's, it's something that, it's, it's an idea that we can keep talking about and, and helping a child understand. And when a child, when a child worked hard, you can, you, you can always compliment, you know, I like the way you sat and really studied seriously. That's what a person is all about. It's, it's a long process, but, but it's, it's, it's the MS. Yes, what's your name? Who? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. He's Samer because this is my chalik. Yes. It's like if, if, if you walk in into, if, if a person walks into a coat room and he notices many jackets and stuff, there may be many that are worth a lot more than my jacket, but they don't fit. So, so the only one that I'm really going to have with is the jacket that fits. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, so, even if let's say we give our children this this idea that you know their inherent self is the is the true value and what we're living up to their potential is the most important thing, but in a world that we're living in where you know institutions and you know different everything is is based on the idea of what you accomplish, what your you know results are, your scores, everything, both in rookness. And Goshness. So isn't that isn't that gonna be hard for them to kind of translate into reality? You know, it says Avram Avinu is called Ivri, that the whole world stands on one side of Ivri and the other side. Even Yeshivas, on my own children I can tell you my Kshita was if they applied for Yeshiva, um, whatever level, whatever grade, and they were rejected, I would ask once, is this a final no? And if they said, yes, we don't think it's, it's suited, we, I didn't look back, went to the place that went. I felt this is part of, of, of a right hashkafa. It's, it's, I don't say something, there's only one place in the world that you get schar for, and if you're not going to go to this particular shir and this particular shiva, then, it, then what? You know, there's a, there's a big world, and Akash guides it. And I think... Part of it's it's true that once you get caught up in the machinery, then this is the right kindergarten because they get into the right school, which they get into the right besifta, into the right yeshiva, into the right brisk, into the right shidduch, into the right so on and so forth. But if you're looking for emes, then you ask yourself, where where am I? Um, where will I really be most realistic a person? And a lot of times, if a person is just left alone because he's caught up in machinery, he's not realizing himself. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a thought process that a person has to spend a lifetime on. Yes, it's correct. It, it affects everything. Yeah? How does it work? When you have a few children, sometimes you notice some kids naturally are harder workers. Yes. Smarter, but can work harder. Some kids are less lazy. Some kids naturally work on themselves harder. So it's almost like that can't either be the barometer because... It's harder, some kids, it's harder for them to work harder than themselves. Like we said before, it, it, 
Yeah, and let's give an example with Razar. So let's like let's say somebody who has zitzflesh, right? The deal, whatever you want to call it, uh, non-zitzflesh. It's you have to you have to ask yourself what would be appropriate goal for this kid. Some kids are more mature, some kids more. It's important to find where you think the kid is doing something right, and say this must feel good. You know, when you do something right, talk about how good it feels. Talk about don't you feel that you really you worked up a sweat. The children should feel good when they worked up a sweat and something came with effort. The the If we talk about it, 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 there are many things. If you if we're not talking about convincing somebody about something like a, a used car that he doesn't want, but I'm convincing him to buy it. What I'm doing is I'm sensitizing. We believe that a person deep inside every person. Zigmar says other minds become shaloi. And, and the more we can give a kid, if we see a kid does something, he worked hard at doing something, could be not learning anything, putting something together um, at the kid's craft or whatever, and even, even something in sports, we practice hard and got something. They say, you know, let me ask you, doesn't it feel good when you work hard and whatever you have, if you emphasize and you, and you sensitize the child to finding it in these places, it's, it's, it, it will begin to change his person position. Yeah. And if you look at, what about the bankite of the Rebbe and its influence on the life of the student and forever? It certainly has a great influence, but everything in the world doesn't come to a parent. And because the, the, a child, and we speak about it in, in, my, in school, so I speak to parents about the confidence. A child, a person is created that the first world he meets is the emis. So my parents, you know, everyone, their parents, that's what they say is the truth. That's the first thing I hear. The reason why I have respect for my Rebbe in my school, because my parents said, wow, you're going to go to this Rebbe, you're going to retire by him, and so on. If a parent undercuts a teacher, I tell people, you must, you know, you, you have to ask for your tuition back because you're getting nothing for your money. If you really don't have respect, you definitely should think about school because the kid will get nothing. If anything, it, it, it's it's anti. So we as parents have the greatest input in a child. Rebbeim are a close second, especially since our attitude is like that—that that we tell them learn to turn. And of course, um, giving warmth to a child, caring, and and all of that is 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 extremely important. I, 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 but the aleph is with us. We. Okay, Baruch Hashem, we should be zeichet. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's our life's task. That, that's what we have, Baruch Hashem. And we, we give everything, I mean, you know, our time, everything that we do from the day we, we get married and so on is for our children. And Baruch Hashem, we should be zeichet to see real parents. Yigiyas, our yigiyah kapayim, and their yigiyah kapayim, ki soichel, asherinu v'tayt manu, Baruch Hashem. Good evening.